to the Fun Sized Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safeli. This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Sized Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. Diving in, seeing what the competition world has led to this reverse diet and my next steps. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah, so basically, I just want to talk about reverse dieting, your experience, my experience, and kind of just like a general how to start if this is something that someone is interested in doing. Perfect. Yeah, do you want to just first start off by telling the audience who you are and how we met? (laughs) Of course. My name is Candace Smith. Uh, we met at World Gym in St. Augustine, Florida. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day, especially since you were like, hey, will you join me on the podcast? I was like, I remember the first time that Kirsten came up and talked to me. Like, we were at Little World Gym, and I would come in, and I would do, like, my – I was really using, like, Ashley Horner's workouts at that time. I remember which, that. Yeah, and – So like I would have like done like this CrossFit type style workout, like ended on the rowers and I go to walk out the door and you were like, girl, you work out hard. And I was like, thanks. And I walked out and I was like, oh my God, that pretty old trainer was like, you work hard. And I was like, I try to. (laughs) And that's kind of how we got to know each other. And you kept being like, hey, Candice, like, why don't you be my client? And I was like, no, I can't afford that. It took what? I don't think I was like that. No, you weren't. You, <laughs> definitely you, weren't. You, like, you more like, like I would ask questions and you'd be like, well, I have, you know, I can calculate macros for you, but the best way for me to like really help you is to, you know, go for me to know how you're exercising, how you're eating, this type of thing. That's how I can help you the best. But I have like, I think we start off, you calculate like a week of macros for me mm-hmm. and then uh, I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then you did my nutrition for a while before I like fully did your whole program. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it took you a few years for me to finally be like, okay, I'll just jump in and do all of this together. Yeah. Which is actually very, very common and normal. I feel like nobody just like meets me on the first day and is like, Hey, like I'm going to pay you do all these things for me. Like, it's like, all right, let me get to know you and trust you and see what you kind of have to offer. And if I like it, then I'll move a little more forward and try some more. So totally normal. Yeah. And I mean, once I finally just did it, it was obviously very worth it. 
So I was like, man, Candace, you were just being stubborn for like three years just because you're like, no. I could have learned like, so, because I remember being like, so Kirsten, like, what about this one specific thing? Or how do you do this for your body? And you were like, girl, it has taken me years to even figure out for like my body what to do. So like, you can't learn it all in like one day or trying one thing. It's like a big open communication to see what works for each person. And boy, have I learned a lot. (laughs) And not only have you learned a lot, but you gained quite a passion for it to want to go into personal training yourself. I did for, um, I, I loved working out, um, and it was kind of like the stress reliever type thing. And of course, you know, you're working out, you want to see results and then figuring out the nutrition part the nutrition is the hardest part. I wanted to learn more about the nutrition and I really, really got into it, decided to stop being an animal trainer to be a personal trainer. Turns out that wasn't the direction for me. (laughs) And I remember you telling me one time, like, Candace, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, because I'm just stubborn. Just like if I set my mind to something, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And like somebody who's a professional like yourself could be like, you know, these are the pros and cons. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm going to try it. (laughs) And turns out like personal training was just not meant for me. Even though I did have a lot of clients that I absolutely loved. I think that having that education and that information, no matter what you do with it, is so valuable. Oh, yeah. I mean, now I'm more confident in my thought processes Mm -hmm. um, and just experiences that now I kind of use it more as like using my body as like a science experiment yes more of like I know how to do this would I do this with like a client maybe not what I'm doing with myself just trying to figure out like different things like finding a balance I'm more comfortable for me finding a balance versus like you know when I was competing and going 110% like that's my whole life my whole life was and then before that there was like no exercise. And then after my competition, I went to back to like absolutely no exercise and not caring about nutrition to finally getting back on and like trying to find a happy medium, which I don't think I would have been okay with in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning it was all like aesthetically driven. And now that I've like learned a whole lot and gone through it all, it's more of a, how do I want to live my life? How do I want to incorporate this into my life? What is going to be a good balance where I can exercise, focus on my nutrition, but still have fun, still have family time. Like it doesn't overtake my life. Mm -hmm. And I think having that learning experience, like learning about nutrition, learning about fitness, learning what works and what doesn't work and trying new things for me uh, has really helped me find a good place to where I'm getting really happy with fitness and nutrition and living life and having a good time. Yeah, I can absolutely relate with that. And just, I totally agree. But let's take it back. So we were together and then Candice wanted to do a competition really, really badly. And at the time, I was working for another 
um, fitness company and they were doing competition training prep what have you and I was like oh come Candice do this thing and she signed up and then I pieced out like a complete (laughs) asshole (laughs) I felt so bad like so I had a bunch of clients when I was working for that particular group they won't be named um and Like I said, I had a bunch of clients and I felt really, really bad about leaving and I tried to bring some of them with me, but I also was in a place where I did not want to coach another competitor again and I'm sorry, Candice, that included (laughs) you at the time and I just couldn't do it. So I was like, this is going to be good for you. You'll learn from someone else and you'll go through and he knows what he's doing and you'll have a good time and unfortunately... I don't know how your time really was. And we can talk a little bit about that if you want. Um, yeah. But yeah. So like, what did you, what, did, what was your competition experience like? And what did you learn? Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it was a very interesting time. And there's been times that I go back in my head that I'm like, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But overall, I'm glad that I did. Because I think that if I didn't, I would still to this day be like, what, what would I do if I was in a competition? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I did it. Um, and it did help me learn a lot, not just about um, other coaches or competitions, but myself in general. And so uh, I feel like at the beginning, because I did, uh, I believe it was an 18-week prep. And I started off, it was very similar to what you had me through, like the first month or two and I was feeling good like I was still having a decent amount of calories and um then like month three hit and I remember being told to wear a waist trainer and I was devastated it was like this weird thing I don't know why as soon as like the waist trainer was brought into it I was like oh my god what is this um I felt like I was failing because um you know the coach very large man like (laughs) not like large as in like you know fat like a very like muscular man and I think he does very very well with men um introduced the little tiny woman and my goals started becoming mainly focused on um, weight loss. And I remember calling you and being like, Kirsten, he wants me to lose two pounds every week. And I was like, I don't even think that's like possible. And for the record, you're how tall? Five foot goose egg. Yeah. Yeah. Two pounds is a lot. And at the time when I started my prep, I was 119 pounds, which is so healthy. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I mean, I was not big by, so I didn't, I think, uh, my end weight was 106 mm-hmm. and that was in like an 18 week prep. Yeah. And I remember I just kept feeling like I was failing like every week. It was like, I would send in these like, cause he was in, he was in a different state than I was. So I would send in my photos, we would do posing and, um, I just felt like maybe there were just too many clients for him to really, um, 
I feel like I would voice concerns like, hey, that's a lot of weight or I'm really tired or my back's really hurting or man, I'm real. Cause like, I think my workouts changed once the entire 18 weeks mm-hmm. and they were all, um, depletion workouts. So it was like a lot of supersets. It was like a lot of high reps. Um, and it was the same, which I mean, I'm fine staying in the same, but you kind of want to change your circuit a little bit, your cycle a little bit. You um, definitely and, want to change it. It's not a yeah. kind of like you, you should change your training phases. Absolutely. I mean, especially cause like, so I was in 18 weeks and, um, by the third month I was, you know, it started hitting these, like focusing more on these number goals. And, um, at the time I was working at SeaWorld, um, I was working anywhere, uh, probably mostly about 10 to 12 hour days. So, um, the biggest thing was girls got a big old booty and some thick thighs, which a lot of us shorties have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so it was like, I remember the biggest thing was like, he's, we got to burn off these legs. We got to burn off these legs. And I was like, oh, they, these are not going anywhere. Like, and so towards the end of my competition or, or my prep, I was doing, let's see, it was a 45 minute fasted run, then followed by, um, an hour of resistance training, which again was depletion workout. Super high rep, which basically counts as cardio. Yeah, exactly. And then I would afterwards have to do 45 more minutes on the Stairmaster. And then I would go to work and work for 12 hours, 10 to 12 hours on towards the end. I was on less than a thousand calories and uh, very, very, very low fat. <laughs> oh my God. Extremely I low fat. You and being like, oh my God, I would kill. I would literally murder somebody for a real egg. Like, <laughs> oh I, my God. Oh my God. I do remember that. So yeah, you reached out to me. What was it like two weeks? Was it two weeks out or longer than that? Four weeks out? It was like, I want to say it was like two to four weeks somewhere in there. It was the last month. Yeah, so she reached out and was like, hey, like, this is what he has me eating, blah, blah, blah. I feel awful. And I took a look, and I was just like, I I wanted to stab myself because I was like, I, I fucked this girl so badly. I mean, I, like, I knew what kind of a coach he was, um, but I felt horrible, Candace. Like, I was like, I just – I don't even know what to do at this point except for help her because – she probably feels like death, like it's going to come tomorrow or something. And basically it kind of did. Cause didn't you get an injury too? Yeah, it was, uh, 10 days before my competition. I woke up at three 30 in the morning. Cause I always had to be to work. Um, usually by like eight or nine in the morning, it just depended on what we had going on that day. But I had woke up at three 30 in the morning to do my 45 minute fasted run which I'm just, they're faster. Uh, I can't even do, I can't even think about doing anything fasted now. <laughs> like, I'm like, um, it was a 45 minute fasted run. And I had literally like three minutes left of my run. I don't know what happened. Next thing I know is like, I, I think I was just like exhausted or tripped over my own feet or like, I had no idea what happened, but I fell and I broke my elbow 
and like hobbled back to the house. I wasn't very far from my house and woke up my husband and was like, Oh my God, like my elbow, like, and I was like, but it's okay. I, you know, it hurts. I got to go to the gym. And he's like, you can't go weight train. And I was like, but it's 10 days out from my competition. Like I worked this hard because I think one of the many things about there's so many misconception, not misconceptions. There are so many things about the competition world that is viewed as normal mm-hmm. that are not fucking normal. Mm-hmm. Like they normalize so much shit that it should not be okay. <laughs> and one of those is that in bikini prep, you're going to be exhausted. That's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Um, if you're not pushing hard enough, you're not working hard enough. Like mm-hmm. all this shit that they just like fill your head with. And you're like, yeah, I've never done this before, but they've done it a million times. So they got to be right. They got to be right. So like in my head, like, cool, I broke my elbow, but like, I'll be fine. Like I got to go lift, do these depletion workouts and I got to go work on top of it. And my husband like kind of had to sit me down he was like, he kind of like, I, I don't know like what he did. I don't know if he like shook me or something, but he was like, fucking stop it. This is nuts. <laughs> And he was like, you have to go to the doctor. And yeah, sure enough, I had, uh, I didn't completely break it. I, let me rephrase that. I fractured it. Okay. But Um, basically like your body was giving you the biggest sign in the world. Like I'm too tired. Stop doing this to me because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then on top of being on the low fats, like, I mean, my sex drive was absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. like, and had been for a month or two like abs like my husband was a trooper because like boy didn't get any for a while <laughs> and like just no desire and like I think I was on four grams of fat a day something what? like that no it it, I think I re- what I from what I remember it was like 12 something like that yeah it was I mean it I'm might as well sure been four the last week before I was like I don't think I got any fats no I don't think you did either. Although we tried to. <laughs> what? Okay, let's let's rephrase that because I know that. So when you sent me the plans that he had you on, was like, I don't know if this is right. I was like, don't tell him. But yeah. instead of this, do this instead, and keep it consistent, and I'll tweak your plans until we meet competition, um, so that you're not yeah. actually peeling over and dying. Correct. So, so he had me, let's rephrase that. You're right. He had me on like four grams. <laughs> you gave me more. <laughs> I gave you more, but I couldn't give you too much more because then he would have noticed, which exactly. is unfortunate. Um, so I had to give you <laughs> enough to survive, but uh, not enough to thrive, I guess you can say. So, right. Um, which leads us into what you had to do in order to get out of that situation. So you did the competition, you realized this was not something for you that you never wanted to ever do again. What happened after that competition? I remember I had you, um, cause he, you know, he wanted to put me on a reverse and, um, with him. And I was like, I don't want like, no, um, so I remember you had messaged, like, you were like, follow, like, I'll come up with something. So you were trying to help me reverse out of this. But again, I was like, 
under a thousand calories at this point. And I had always like had that when you see people, um, I've seen a lot of people that come out of competitions and just gain a crap ton of weight. And I was like, that's not going to be me. Like, how can you lose control like that? I was so judgy. I was a judgy bitch. (laughs) And, but the thing that I didn't, and I remember you telling me like the reverse is going to be harder and you were not wrong. Um, and it's just because my calories were so low and I was just so ready to eat that, um, you tried valiantly to help me, (laughs) but I just could not control, like I had lost all control of consuming food. Like mm-hmm. I was so hungry. I remember cause my competition was May 4th. And so Easter had happened and Easter has the best candy. <laughs> and I love me some Reese's eggs, like best candy. Like nobody can talk me out of it. Like I just love me some Reese's eggs. So my husband had made me an Easter basket and saved it for after the competition. So sweet. And I found it and um, he had hid it in his closet. He's not very good at hiding things. It's always in his closet. <laughs> like <laughs> he just walked in. It's always in his closet. And so now he knows to hide it somewhere else. You would think, but no, <laughs> it doesn't it's always in the closet somewhere. And mine so hides I, things like up high. Like he knows that I'm not gonna see it in like the top shelf. Yeah, that's true. But you know, we've been short <laughs> our whole lives. We can figure out how to get something up high. Yeah, we can figure it out. But I'm not gonna see it. That's true. If we won't, if we won't see it. <laughs> but anyway, so I dug in his closet. It wasn't high either. It was like on the ground behind his clothes. Mm-hmm. And this was after the competition. Um, my mom and my grandma and my husband had flown out to Florida where my competition was. And man, I, I'm surprised I'm still married. I was such a bitch. I was a bitch to my mom and my grandma. Like I was just hungry. My girl was just hungry. So when I got home, I knew Adam had given me an Easter basket, but he hadn't like, he would give me like one candy at a time because he knew like my control was like non-existent. Anyway, I found my Easter basket and it had a six pack of Reese's eggs and I sat in the floor and literally devoured all six eggs in probably like two minutes and then I cried in the floor of his closet and I was like this is bad and I think I called you and I was like I ate all the Reese's eggs (laughs) like uh and you're like it's okay you're trying to talk me down and Uh, It led into a lot of um, very bad habits and uh, food issues. Um, I think the thing that really got me was um, my sister had her bachelorette party in Austin uh, in July, on July 4th. And I realized it was really bad because I was in charge of everything and we had all this food and I had not had like free range access to food in months, probably since, cause I think my prep started in January mm-hmm. and like, I would literally just eat so much that like I would make myself sick. And then I would like purge because you were like, 
oh my gosh, like I just ate all this food. That's disgusting. Like I got to get it out of my body. So like I had literally lost all control over anything to do with food, like at all. I could not, I couldn't have, I couldn't even get a whiff of chocolate without like taking down everything I saw. And then like, if I would go out with friends and they would eat and like, they wouldn't finish their meal, I would be like, oh my God, are they not going to eat that? How can they just leave that sitting there? I'm starving. And they're, they're just like going to leave that food. There. Like to me, leaving food behind was like, a not sin. like, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you do that? Yeah. And but at my sister's bachelorette party, it got so bad. I remember there was like a, it was really sad. There's like a picture of me and my sister. And I love the picture because it's me and my sister at her bachelorette party, which she had like an amazing time, which is all that mattered. But like in the picture, I look at myself and like, I have this like fake smile plastered on and like, I could tell in my eyes that I was just like miserable, like absolutely miserable. I was like, something has to change. Like I can't, this is not living, like constantly worrying about my weight and what to eat, what not to eat. And then you become that person who's hanging out with friends and you're like, oh my God, I can't eat that because it's too many calories. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, I can't do this. Oh, if I do this, I mess up my macros. Or if I do this, oh, I only get this many calories. And you kind of become annoying to be around. And I was like, I just, I can't be this person anymore. So I finally like had to, and it was the same time you were going through all your stuff with HA. Mm -hmm. I like after... I came back from my sister's bachelorette party. I think we had like had a long conversation and you had just found out Mm -hmm. that you had gotten AJ or that you had gotten, that you had AJ. And um, like, I remember you were really upset on the phone. I was really upset on the phone because we were both going through this like realization that like in order for us to both be healthy again, we were going to have to like eat and gain weight. Mm -hmm. And like, to both of us at that time in our life, it was like the most traumatizing thing ever. It was like, what? We've worked so hard to get here and now we're going to have to gain weight. And like, I rem- but I remember we sat down, we're like, we can do this together. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard. And then we had multiple phone calls where it's like, man, there are a lot, like most days were hard days. And like, I remember having a few conversations, like I had one good day out of this month. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, when is this going to turn around? When are we going to start to feel like there's going to be more good days than bad days? And it was like really, really rough. Um, but so at that point, it was more of just eating, like getting oh, like getting to a point where I was satisfied with food. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the same for you, like eating until you were satisfied, like stop worrying, like there's more to this than my today weighing this much yes, or looking like this um, because it wasn't healthy for me to binge and then purge. It wasn't healthy for you to, you know, be so low weight that you didn't even have period or regular hormone control. Um, so I'm glad that we did it together, even though it was fucking hard. Yeah. Um, And then, so I went from my stage weight, like I said, I think it was 106. And by December, I was the heaviest I've ever been in my life. I think I was like close to 150. So I had put on like a significant amount of weight in a short amount of time. I just want to touch 
space on the on the HA piece because I'm glad you brought that up actually because in a weird sense I feel like um like your post competition um experience was kind of similar to my HA experience in the sense that we were coming from a place of like severe restriction that it was almost nearly impossible to reverse diet because of the state that we were in. And there's like a scientific reason there because I mean, once you start eating those leptin levels shoot up and then that just like causes you to be hungrier and hungrier. So then it's just like actually physically harder to resist that hunger. And then you just keep eating like literally it's, it's, it's a chemical process that happens and it's not a lack of willpower. So I do just want to kind of like point that out because uh, I think it's it's really important in this whole like reverse dieting talk because it's it's really hard. Reverse dieting is hard no matter which way you slice it, but especially if you're coming from a place of severe restriction or like just coming off of a really hard diet phase because it's just like it's it's really hard to control the the hunger levels. Hundred percent agree. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that out there before you start moving on to the the next phase, which you and I. So this is January of twenty twenty twenty. Yeah. So you and I were on the same page here. Like I, yeah. I had gained thirty pounds in less than three months. Um, so I had went from like one hundred and sixteen to one hundred and forty six. And it was devastating. But I, I came to January. You came to January. We were like, all right, this is it. We're going to do this the right fucking way. Mm-hmm. So let's go. So let's talk about your experience first. Yeah. So for me, like, since my competition, like, I it killed my desire to eat, exercise. So I had kind of taken, like, a, a big break from everything, the whole health and fitness everything. Um, so in a few months before January, I decided to switch to, from bodybuilding to more of Olympic lifting, um, which was really great for me because it was focusing on the amount of weight that you're moving and not the weight of your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, so I was like, man, in order to like fuel this, like, I want to make sure I start eating well. And I was like, January, like Christmas is here. January, January, I'm really going to start getting it together, really start focusing on eating again, focus more on the weight I'm lifting in the gym. I don't think I weighed myself for a while um, because mentally I still wasn't ready for that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm just going to focus on the weight that I have on the bar, just start to um, get back to get away from like completely eating anything and everything and start to focus on like getting whole foods again and um, just starting to feel better, not necessarily like focus on the weight on the scale. So um, I started really just paying attention to what I was eating. I never, there was never a time that I said, you can't have that Um, because I was like, if I want it, like I'm, I'm being good. Like I'm paying, I'm just going to have it in moderation And weight started to fall off really at that point without much trying, but Mm -hmm. I, and, but I could also 
I got to the point where like there was a full level, like I could eat and be satisfied and I could leave food behind. I could start to have chocolate chips in my house. Um, and peanut I remember butter. that conversation we had, we were both like, yeah, like I left food on my plate. Yeah. Like I have like peanut butter cookies in my f- closet right now and they're not haunting me. <laughs> like, yeah, It's like, I'm not constantly thinking it. I'm like, it's nice to not constantly be thinking about food, mm-hmm. constantly be thinking about working out, constantly be thinking about, um, working out, um, or how I look, uh, or if you miss a day. I think that was a big thing for me too. Is like if I if I took an extra rest day that wasn't planned, like oh my god, that's the end of the world. I'm gonna lose all my gains. (laughs) It was just like this huge, like oh my god. And then like honestly, COVID probably was the best for me. Even though i i didn't I didn't quarantine well. I had meltdowns and I ended up with a puppy. I don't think anyone quarantined well. This fucking thing is (laughs) awful. It was awful, but, um, you know, I had to focus, um, at that time I had already, um, I had a hip issue. I had had a hip injury, so I was going to physical therapy. So it was more of focusing on, um, getting my hip better and just doing the daily exercises in combination with, you know, just being more sensible about what I was eating. I started to, the weight started to come off. And then I was starting to feel good around food. Like I said, like I could leave food behind. I wasn't constantly thinking about it. I could skip a day at the gym and not beat myself up about it. I could go have ice cream and not be like, oh, my God, I can't eat for three days. Um, So starting to learn how to live life again. (laughs) And I decided I was like, okay, like I'm finally getting back on track with like I'm not obsessed with food. Like, I, like, I'm not obsessed with food. I'm not obsessed with working out. Like, what's the next step in my journey that I really want to focus on? And I was like, you know, I really, I really want to try to give reverse dieting a full-on chance. And for those of you who don't know what reverse dieting is, it's where you just slowly add in calories um, and to get your metabolism higher or back to at least a normal rate whereas mine was like real low and I started to notice that like I was adding in food and I wasn't adding it like my body weight wasn't changing and or like even in pictures I don't want to focus just on body weight because that's a horrible thing to just focus on Um, but even in like pictures when I was at that heavier weight I looked different than the previous time I was at the heavier weight Mm -hmm which you posted about a few times, which is awesome. And um, I was like, wow, this is cool. Like I'm starting to like be able to get more cow. And there were days that I was like, man, I can't even like eat this many calories, which is cool. I've never had that feeling before. (laughs) And, um, and I just, you know, my lifts were stronger. Uh, Everything was just, you know, starting I had a lot more freedom and just building back my metabolism to a better point than probably it's been maybe really ever in my adult life so that when I do decide to cut it's not I'm not 
I will never go super low calories ever again. Like I would rather take it slow and steady and like lose a couple pounds, get back into eating more calories, like maybe gain a pound back and then go back into it. Like very slow for like, I don't have a time frame, Mm -hmm. which I think is in my head. I've always been a very goal oriented person. So like time frames and deadlines, I thrive really well on. So that's been a learning experience for me. Like, Hey, this is not, there's no time frame on this. Like do what feels good to you. Like listen to what your body's saying, listen to what your mind is saying. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on now is really listening to like, if I'm really tired one day, I got my COVID shot two days ago, three days ago. Congrats. Thanks. I'm super excited about it. Um, But I had a, it gave me a migraine. Well, I can't say it was that. I also had like some grad school stress going on. So um, I had like a migraine for two days. And And, so I was like. And you had COVID. So did you have a migraine when you had it? I did. Yeah. I did when I had it. I um, So. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. So I was like, you know, don't, don't exercise. Your body is telling, like mm-hmm. you are in severe pain. Whereas like in the past, I would have had to been like, I have to fight through this migraine and work out or all my gains will be lost. Um, so to be able to be like, when your body's like, Hey, knock it off. Like we're trying to like figure out this whole shot thing. Like everybody's body is going to respond differently to it. And just like finally being able to listen to that, listen to my hunger cues, listen to me, listen to my mental state. Like I start to notice, like, I don't ever want to get low calories to where I start to like dream about food again. Mm -hmm. Like, I think to me, that'll be like, nope, we're going too low. We need to get, add some more calories back um, because there's no end date. Yeah. So have you started your cut yet? You're still in your reverse. I'm still in my reverse. I'm going to start April 1st. Nice. So that will give me like nine really whole months um, of being out of a deficit. Awesome. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to say because I I was eating a bunch what I thought was a de- It's probably been more of a, like a year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. It's probably been more like a year. So I wanted to give myself like a good amount of time out of a deficit Um, So April 1st will be like a year, pretty much. I want to see. How how high are your calories now? They're at 1950. Nice. So almost 2000. I was, I was trying to get 2000, but like, that's just, that's Candace being like another shooting after another arbitrary number. (laughs) (laughs) Now, so the goal has been with this to increase your metabolic rate. And be able to eat more food regularly, correct? Correct. And how has your weight been in the process? It's been very stable. Um, now, Christmas, it did go up a couple pounds. And I didn't freak out about it. I was like, it's only a couple pounds. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't really, I didn't follow that well in December. I was like, it's Christmas. <laughs> um, but I did make it, I mean, I made it through Halloween and Thanksgiving at the same weight. Which was like a huge accomplishment for me. Yeah. Because usually like the holidays, I just like, oh, let's go wild. Um, 
So the fact that I made it out of two of the three holidays staying at basically the same weight mm-hmm. was good. Um, and then even after, so since Christmas, my weight has stayed about the same, even adding in more calories. Yeah, that's awesome. So like I would say those are the three bigger biggest pieces of like the reverse dieting puzzle is to increase <laughs> metabolic rate, eat more food, um, and be okay knowing that you might put on a little bit of weight, but the ultimate goal really is to kind of like maintain like a couple pounds going up fine. Like, you know, it's going to come off eventually, but, um, the goal here with reverse dieting is to kind of maintain, but be able to increase the amount of food that you're eating overall. Um, so how you actually do that is going to look different for everyone. Just like dieting, there's goose. So in your experience, do you add more protein, more carbs, more fats? Like, do you do it one at a time? Do you do it by week? Like, what has your experience been like? For me, it, um, it changes uh, weekly. And it really just depends on how my body responds. And then, of course, I have to, like, um, account for my cycle. Mm-hmm. And But what's cool is, like, I know that I'm probably going to go up two pounds for one week out of the month mm-hmm. just based on like hormones. And I'm like, it's not fat. It's just like bloat and all kinds of other stuff. Water retention, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So my protein stays the same. I don't change my protein. Um, and it's a little less than my body weight because I'm not in a deficit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so my protein stays consistently the same. And then um, I'll add, uh, depending on how well I maintain, it's usually about three to four grams of carbs might be added and one to two grams of fat. Yeah. So it's really, it's really, really fat. tiny, small yeah. adjustments up or down, depending on like which way you're going. Um, And sometimes it can be both. And sometimes it's just one. And sometimes you don't change anything at all. Like sometimes you just got to keep it constant for another week because it, something might've been off that you couldn't really get a grasp on. Like I tell my clients this all the time because they're like the scale went up. I'm like, do you have a sunburn? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just your sunburn. (laughs) Like the smallest things can change your scale weight. So you've really got to like, hone in on what's happening and not just use the scale use those pictures um but to kind of like step back and be like okay like I can allow myself another week of going at these macros and see what happens so for you how do you know when it's okay to add more calories or macros if like uh if my weight is consistent like uh I weigh myself daily I've gotten to the point where I can Mm -hmm. Um, in the past, I, that was something that would send me spiraling. Um, but I've been able to, for me, let's talk about that actually for a second, because that's a really good point. So I feel like there's two, two things there, right? Is like, if you know that about yourself, you know, like you're the type of person who would downward spiral from seeing your weight, either you, a don't weigh yourself at all because that number really doesn't truly matter, right? Like you're just kind of like psyching yourself out. Um, Or B, you do exactly what you do and weigh yourself every day and understand like, okay, like 
this is what's going to happen. Like it's either one or the other. You can't kind of just do it like, oh, I'm going to do it like every other day. Like you've got to either allow yourself that freedom to not weigh on the scale or allow yourself to like be a science experiment. Right. And I've, I've decided because I'm very science minded to, I just had to flip the narrative for me Mm -hmm. um, and be like, let's see what happens. Like when you eat later at night, Oh, you're going to probably weigh a little bit more in the morning. Um, Or, you know, I, and, and I'll, I've come to the point where I can also like, if there are certain days where I'm like craving carbs or there's certain days where I'll be craving fats and I can kind of manipulate those numbers just a little bit, like switch them in and out Mm -hmm. um, based on just like what I'm craving. Like if I am really wanting like something, like I will make it work because I'm tired. I've got tired of telling myself no for everything. Um, So like, it's interesting to see like, one day, if you have higher carbs versus higher fats, like your weight's going to be different because carbs retain water. Mm-hmm. Um, so understanding that and also being like looking at myself, like what different things change? Like I know because I, me personally, I have not had a period in a long time. Um, and it's based on my IUD. <laughs> so uh, I can tell when my cycle is by um my weight and how my body is feeling um that is such a good point which is really cool because like I I, even in my competition like I knew like I had no signs of any type of cycle Hmm, interesting and so like when I started gaining weight of course, like I had all these like hormonal symptoms pop, like pop up like randomly. Um, but I can tell now I'm in a more set time uh, or monthly cycle. So I can pretty much know when it's coming um, based on my weight, based on the time, like a various different things. So I kind of just view myself instead of like viewing myself as like, oh, that's disgusting. You put on a pound of fat, which I you probably did not put on a pound of fat overnight. Mm-hmm. Um but look at it like, oh, well, like, what did I do yesterday is different? Yep. Or what time of the month is it? Okay, well, like, it's my cycle. So I know the next X amount of days, I'm going to be heavier. Yep. And, you know, it's it's crazy, like, how many different things can affect the scale. Like, just the other day, this is the most ridiculous story in the world. I fell down the stairs. I'm 29 years old and I fucking fell down the stairs. I know. Um, But I fell and I got a huge bruise, like, just left of my tailbone. Like, I swear to you, if I would have landed, like, an inch over, I would have broke my tailbone. But, so, like, it's on my actual butt. So, that was really nice. Like, it didn't hurt that bad. But I got a huge bruise and my weight was up on the scale for over a week because of all the inflammation that was going on in there. And I just, like, it was one of the first – no, not one of the first. I shouldn't say that. But it was definitely, like, one of those times where I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, that's – my scale – the weight is up on the scale because of the bruise on my ass. Like – it's, it's nuts. It, and it wasn't something that like made me upset 
it's just it's so eye-opening once you understand why the weight's up or why the weight's down like you just understand and it's just it doesn't eat at you anymore yeah and I think it eats at like people our size even more Mm -hmm. because of weight fluctuations in our size can be gigantic yeah and it's like oh my god like like you say all the time like you know we can cut five pounds and it looks like 10 and but it can also go the other way and so like if somebody's seeing like a two pound increase they're like oh my god like two whole pounds that looks like four pounds on us blah, blah, blah. And just, <laughs> and it's like, girl sit back and breathe it's gonna be okay like what happened you're like what um you know what did you eat what time did you eat like did you get a sunburn? Did you <laughs> like, there's so many like reasons for a weight fluctuation that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the amount of fat on your body. Correct. So how do you know it's okay to add more calories or more macros when you're in a reverse? Basically, the answer is if everything's like okay, right? Weight stable, pit, like I'm not feeling super bloaty or... Um, like, uh, pictures are always really good. Um, like if my body's looking the same and I'm feeling good, then I'm like, you know what? I'll try a few extra calories here. Um, but there's, uh, there's not going to be a set amount, like every seven days I'm going to raise this. Um, so there's just a lot of different factors. And I think the more you know about your body, how your body responds to things. It's, it only makes that process a little easier, but it takes a while to get to know your body. I mean, I'm 34. I'm still freaking learning. Exactly. That's such a good point. Um, how do you know when you shouldn't add more calories or macros? Uh, again, based on my feeling, like if I'm feeling really full all the time, if I'm feeling kind of lethargic, um, super, super bloat, really, if, if, if it feels like I'm on my period, when you're not, <laughs> then I'm not going to add anything. Like, I'm just like, I, a lot of times I don't even want to think about adding things um, at that point. So it, it, it's really more based on a feeling like how I'm feeling than it is really based on a number. Right. And then also like your performance and your energy in the gym, right? right? Like if you're going to, if you're finding that you're, Um, progress is stalling and you have changed your training phase recently but you still feel like you're you don't have as much strength and maybe it's time to add more calories and kind of Mm -hmm. help yourself that way I mean it's really like performance pictures scale weight and just knowing your body just knowing like Mm -hmm. what experiences have happened over the week like if you're super stressed out, you could be retaining water. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's reverse dieting is extremely hard, um, <laughs> basically, and it's really 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 hard to coach yourself doing it because it's it's hard to kind of like step back and be objective. Um, for me, I did eleven competitions, which every time I say that, I'm like, how the fuck. Did I do like, eleven competitions? Like eleven. I didn't. The fuck them. is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? <laughs> I will say that some of them were kind of back to back. 
So yeah. it, it's not like I did 11 preps. It's more like I did maybe seven preps. Um, so my first competition, I had two weeks until my next competition. So those two weeks in between competitions, it was still kind of prep, kind of low calories. Um, I didn't get a big post-show meal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I literally had a salad from Outback. Um, so I had like dressing at least, but it wasn't like epic. Um, I, I was allowed to have a big breakfast the next day, but that was it. Um, and then after my second show, I was scared shitless to eat. Um, cause I, I loved how tiny I was. And I was so afraid to gain weight. And like you, I was so judgy of all those people. I was like, I don't know how anybody gains weight. Like, what's wrong with them? Like, why why would you just lose control like that? So I kept control. Like, even though I wasn't with my coach anymore, um, he didn't give me a reverse diet at the time. I knew enough that I knew what reverse dieting was, but I still didn't do it because I was still afraid. So... I fucked up by doing that, but again, you live and you learn. But, um, so between that competition and then my next competition, like when I started prep for the next one, I really didn't add any, like that many more calories. So I was kind of like right where I needed to be when I started that prep. And that was my shortest prep ever. It was like a seven week prep, um, which was really nice. Cause I was like, I'm already where I need to be. I'm just like, kind of hanging out so it was an easy prep but I was still severely restricted um and it wasn't until after that competition that I decided to reverse diet so that was six months of being in basically a restricted calorie deficit um so when I did start my reverse I gained a lot quickly And then when it came time to go back into prep for my fourth show, because I was just so addicted, I, um, I had a really hard time losing the weight. I, my body was like refusing it. And I actually remember that I stepped on stage at my heaviest weight, which was, this is crazy, 112 pounds, (laughs) because my other (laughs) stage weights were like a hundred pounds and I was like holy shit I should I should not be on stage I should not be on stage and I still like I can see those pictures and like I should not have been on stage I look watery as hell like so soft my legs were huge compared to all the other short girls around and I was like I should not have been on stage and then dumbass me was like I'm gonna compete again in three weeks because I'm going to nationals so I just like extreme dieted and I looked better in the next three weeks but it my body was just like no no not anymore and by that time it was Christmas so I didn't actually like start my reverse then because you know it's the holidays and you just you don't even know what day it is So (laughs) I like officially started my reverse in January, but then I was back with my coach and I decided that I wanted to move up to figure, which is the next level up above bikini. I followed his reverse and it was the worst decision of my life. (laughs) 
and I gained four pounds every week. Every week. Every wow. week. Which is not far from what I did for HA recovery, which wow. is, it's, it's insane. Like the whole, when I like look back at my whole journey, I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, I mean, I, I guess I, like it's all in hindsight, right? Like I wouldn't oh, yeah. have known unless I did it. Um, right. But so um, after that, I stopped with that coach because I was like, no, this is not right. And I'm heavier than when I started now. And I was all on my own. From that point on, I was like, I'm coaching myself and this is it. So it took me that whole year to figure out my body like, and how to get back down and then reverse back up. So it's it's been crazy because I feel like I've been up and down, up and down, up and down. That, that world is so crazy because... Like the whole thing, a lot of it is focused on your weight and you work so hard mm-hmm. to get to a certain weight that the thought of like purposely gaining weight is like outside the realm. You're like, what? Why? And I think it's especially in bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I felt that too. I was like, why would you purposely like want like it just doesn't make sense. But like. When you're that lean, nothing makes sense. Yeah. Like, I remember the thing that really made me turn around and be like, this is not for me, was there was a girl, it was her first competition as well. And, I mean, she was, she was like this baby giraffe. She was, like, fucking beautiful. And, like, I'm standing there looking like a little, like, dwarf with, like, frizzy hair. And... She, I remember her like grabbing her stomach, which there was no, there was nothing there and being like, oh my God, like I just couldn't get rid of this fat right here. And like seeing all these people put in this like hard work and do this to your body and them still nit, like you're still nitpicking yourself. Like it's not, it's not good. Like none of like your body's not good enough you've worked so hard you're tired you're hungry but it's still not good enough and next time this will be better or next time this will be better and so like you're really and when you get involved in it like I only did one competition so like when you're really in that mindset and so is everybody else around you like just being as lean as possible like in your head you're like why the fuck would I put on weight Mm -hmm. like I worked so hard to be here isn't it easier just to stay here than it is to add and then cut and then add and then cut it's I mean your brain I feel like at that time just doesn't work right (laughs) yeah yeah you just reminded me of two things like the the leanest I ever got I remember still being able to see cellulite on my butt cheeks and it was like instead of being like upset which I would have been if it was, like, one of my first shows. Instead of being upset, I was like, wow, this is going to be here no matter what I do. So I might as well just accept it. Like, there's there's nothing else I can do to get rid of this because I'm already doing it, and it's okay. The other thing is that 
the reason I stopped competing was because at my second to last show, and I say second to last, and the only reason it wasn't the last was because I had already signed up for the the last <laughs> one, which was a week later. And um, yeah, I, I really like to do the back to back for some reason. But um, so at my very my second to last show, I remember feeling so good about the way I looked. I was like, I finally did it. Like I, I'm like lean in the right places and I've got curves in the right places and I love this shape that I finally was able to get to. I'm going to give it to the judges and if they don't like it, well then fuck them. I'm happy. And I remember having this conversation with my mom. Like I, I went on stage, I did my thing, I came off, I sat in the audience and I watched the rest of the show and I was like, I can honestly say that I just gave it my absolute best. There is no other better condition that I could ever possibly come in and this is it and I'm happy and I feel really good that I don't care what the judges say like I can go right I can go home right now and I I'd feel fine I ended up coming in third which is fine Mm -hmm. and I I just remember like leaving that show feeling really good and just proud of what I accomplished and I felt like my work is done here. Like I don't, I don't have to do this anymore. And like I said, the only reason that I did another show after that was because I already signed up and it was <laughs> the week oh, after and I was doing it with two of my clients and it was like almost like the real icing on the cake to be like, okay, now this is just for fun. That's awesome that you could go away with that. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people do. I think no, a great. lot of people go away feeling awful about it a lot of people just especially in that type of circuit they get stuck and I think it's a constant I can always be better I can always be better and uh after experiencing uh some of the people there like that are lifers you're like "Woo, okay like you're never gonna be okay with yourself which is really sad yeah it um, is really sad when I see those so people, people who like able to walk away and be like I feel good about myself yeah. and I I don't give a fuck what the judges say. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, I I feel you on the same. Like, I see the people compete over and over and over and over again. I'm like, oh, I just don't even know what's going on in your head. Like, I just want to hug you or something. Yeah. But I will say that I think that because I have reached that point, reverse dieting experience that I had after that was the best one I've ever done. Nice. Um, but I think it, it all depends on the mindset too, right? Yeah. It's like I... I no longer wanted to compete. So accepting that my body was going to gain weight helped be consistent in the reverse diet and not like overeat and binge or get down on it or like go back into the dieting phase. Cause I did that a couple times too, where I was like so afraid that I gained a couple pounds and like, Oh, nope. Time to get back on it on Monday. I definitely would say that that was my best because I, I, my last show I was 98 fucking pounds Ooh. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's weird to be like, yeah, I was in the best conditioning, but I was at the lowest weight ever. Um, so 98 pounds. And then I reversed su- successfully and slowly, um, up to that like 116 range. And I felt really good, like about the way I looked. Now, obviously right. there were still underlying issues with the HA. Um, for those of you who don't know what HA is, it's, um, 
amenorrhea, basically. I can never say that first word without fucking it up. But... to say yeah I believe that I successfully reverse dieted out of that but there were underlying issues that hadn't been addressed previously that Mm -hmm. that particular exercise was not enough so I think that if I would have kept reverse dieting and gone like into the 120s Uh I think it might have been possible to get my period back um at that time but I you know I felt good at 116 I was like this is kind of where I want to stay um you know we were talking about specific numbers that we reached when we were competing um there isn't like a specific number that anybody at our height should be at Mm -hmm. or like you know or even you know like you said you got up to 116 and you still had HA it doesn't mean that everybody will or that you can't exactly ever get 16 like you'll eventually get there but it's not the the way that we got there originally was so drastic mm-hmm. it was like and a short amount of time and fast so it's like if you have a goal weight like which to each their own like i've decided not to really focus on weight anymore i'm focusing more on how i look and how i feel um but I know a lot of people have, like me, are goal-oriented. So, like, having a number to kind of shoot for, mm-hmm. it, it's not a bad thing. Just take your time. Like, don't uh, just jump into it and be like, I'm going to lose this amount of weight in X amount of days. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's when it starts to become a slippery slope. I couldn't um, agree just- more. Yeah, just my input. I was just like, you know, to take your time. You can't, like, if your goal weight is 116, there is nothing bad. at one, 116 is a healthy weight. Mm-hmm. Um, 106 can be a healthy weight for somebody. Um, it's just all on how you feel. Make 140 sure you could be a healthy weight for yeah, somebody. Like, yeah. I know we're talking about specifically someone who's at five feet tall because we're both five feet even. Um, so, yeah, like, the a healthy weight range for our height is actually much bigger than the BMR, BMI charts uh, <laughs> list. Like those those windows for us are so tiny. And like fuck you, like they are fuck really you. tiny. So there's a there's a huge range, and I get that question a lot on Instagram. Actually, like in my DMs, they're like, "What's a healthy weight for someone who's five one?" I'm like, "It really depends. Like how big are your boobs? How big's your ass? Like yeah. it just it totally depends." Half my weight is in my butt. Um, so I kind of do something that's a little bit different where like, I am in a deficit for like a month or so, and then Mm -hmm. I'm not in a deficit for like another month or like a couple weeks or whatever it may be, whatever I'm feeling, whatever is going on in my life. Um, so I'm not necessarily like reverse dieting in the sense that like, I keep going up, but I I keep staying at like kind of a maintenance and giving myself what I need at that time. Like, yeah, great. um, Towards the end end of January this year and then like all of February, I was in a like very small deficit, like maybe 100 or 200 calorie deficit. And I was feeling really good. And then like the beginning of March, I just wasn't. So I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to. 
add 100 calories or so this week and see how I feel and then whatever happens next week like that's what I'm gonna do so like this past week I've been kind of staying at that maintenance not maintenance Mm -hmm. but where like that that added calories was and so I'm like just hanging out here and I'm gonna wait until like my body tells me it's okay to go in a deficit again and that's absolutely fine so it's not necessarily reverse dieting but it's listening to your body enough to know whether you can go up or down yeah and that's kind of my plan too when I go into my cut is like if I'm say I'm three weeks in and all of a sudden I start to see like um old patterns or habits Mm -hmm. come about um unwanted habits and (laughs) let me rephrase that unwanted like habits that I I used to do um then I'll probably like sit and look on Pinterest and scroll on like the most epic delicious desserts yeah I like I know that when I start doing that like that's when I need to stop (laughs) like go eat a hamburger or something (laughs) yeah when I start to like I remember during my prep like my husband and I were like in a very serious conversation and like a red lobster commercial came on and I couldn't focus on anything but the cheddar base like I was like I need cheddar base in my life so like if I start getting to where like I can't focus like I don't well not even start getting there like have an inkling of like oh my god I'm really like craving this and instead of like pushing that down mm-hmm. and pushing it away just like, have like it. it's okay I'm gonna have it um it's I have an overall goal and being but paying attention to my body and how I'm feeling is the number one over everything. Yep. 100% agree. And I'm glad that you and I are both like where we're at. God, I know. It's been a while coming. It's been <laughs> a crazy, crazy ride. And I still like feel so bad about like letting you do competition <laughs> with someone else. I'm like, oh, like what could I have saved this girl from? And like, how different would your competition experience been? You know what? For one thing, Adam, your mm-hmm. husband would absolutely hate me because you might have actually liked it and kept going. That's true. <laughs> I mean, he was like, I remember because he was like, he was like, I don't like this. He was like, I do not like this. And I remember my coach coming up to me, like literally as soon as I came off stage and was like, okay, so I have this show in two weeks. And I was like, I'm out. And he was like, what? And I was like, no, I'm, this is it. One and done. Like, I'm not doing, because I, like, was just like, I could not put my husband through that. <laughs> and so I'm, he would definitely, but he did say, though, I never told you this. He did say, um, when I was going through the whole competition thing, he did mention, he's like, why? He was like, I liked this so much better when you were working with Kirsten Hmm. he's like I don't like the way this is going with this coach and like so he saw it way before I did and so I think you're right I think if my experience one would have been 100% different had I just gone with you but you know you live and you learn and like I ended up learning that this wasn't the lifestyle for me that I wanted and that you can find people who are a good coach for one demographic, but an awful coach for another. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and working with, you know, a man, you know, the, 
the basic idea of diet and exercise is the same across the board, the very basic idea. But um, being with somebody who knows different things like um, about, like, I don't know stuff about a big giant man. Like exactly. I probably know how to coach a big giant man and get him exactly what he wanted. Just like now, now I know that like a big giant man may be big and giant and he looks the part, but he doesn't know much about a petite woman who's five foot nothing and you're wanting to lose two pounds in a week. <laughs> it's just an unrealistic goal, no matter who you are. Oh my God. It totally is. Totally is. And you're right. But you live and you learn. I learned a lot. You learned a lot. We yeah, learned a lot together. We did. And we got through it together. And you know what? And we I'm, made it out to the other side. Exactly. And I will say that, like, I, I've i coached competitors before. Um, it's not something I will ever do again. Um, it's just, you know, like, putting myself back in that world mm-hmm. is not healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really hard to be in that and to like hear the things that people say that they normalize that are just so fucked up, like wearing a waist trainer and things like that. Um, and being tired all the time. It's like, no, this is not normal. But I will say that it's so rewarding to be a coach to someone who. Sorry, the, the, sorry. The dog was digging in a hole. Oh, it's <laughs> okay. <was> <laughs> Um, no, to coach someone who like breaks free of those kind of restrictions. Yeah. You know, like even like, I know I didn't exactly coach you out of it, but I know that like being your friend and being able to talk to you and like talk through things on the phone sometimes, like that's enough for me to feel like, you know, I'm doing the right thing. Whereas like with competition, because I look back on on the girls that I coached and we're still really good friends but like I'm just like oh my god what did I do to you and I, like and it's not like you know like I didn't I didn't leave them hanging but at the same time like I know what you ha- what they had to go through in order to get on stage and it was an experience for sure but like I never want to have to do that to anyone ever again yeah and I mean honestly like obviously you started off as like a coach and but we had this like great friendship and through it all like if I didn't have that friendship through that tough period like I don't know what I would have done like it would have been a million times tougher not having you there just to even be like okay girl we're gonna sneak you some extra fat Because you need some extra fat and it's going to be okay. And we'll do this together. And I mean, that's more, I mean, you definitely went above and beyond like being a coach. It's like, like, it's like when they say, don't feed the animals. And I'm over here like sneaking shit into you. Like here, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> she needs these fats. She's nuts right now. And I mean, so it was, I I always know that like, and I I did then, I knew then that's why I did turn to you. I was like, this doesn't feel normal. Like, because I had gone and done your program and I was like, I felt great the entire time. Um, So when I was able to notice enough that like, 
this doesn't feel right. And I knew at any point that I could contact you. Yeah. I was like, Kirsten, this is nuts. This is something's wrong here. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think we can figure it out together. <laughs> but something's wrong here. And I feel like I need peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. And eggs. And eggs. Oh yeah, I would an avocado. Burning. Oh my god, all the healthy fats. Holy shit. I don't know. I don't know how you did it. It was rough. I mean, I did it. I don't know how I did it. How the fuck did we do it? I don't know. There's like I had a fucking broken elbow and I still did that <laughs> shit. Like I oh. hurt my like I stubbed my toe now and I'm like, oh I'm going down for days. Like Oh my I god. So crazy. It's just you Young go into dumb. this. It's just that comp that that uh competitive nature. Yeah, you literally have blinders on. Like you cannot see anything else but the show coming up. Yeah. Like, like literally friends, family, like nobody matters. Like this is gonna sound fucked up. Really fucked up. But like my my grandmother passed away a week after one of my competitions and we all knew that like she wasn't in a good state and it wasn't gonna be okay. Like, you know, like she was she was gonna go soon and I had a show coming up and I was like so scared that I wasn't going to be able to go to my show because my dad would have been pissed at me if I didn't go to the funeral. Like, and I was like, oh my God, I hope she holds on a little bit longer, a little bit longer just so I can do the show. And that's so fucked up. Like, yeah, like what? But you're not the only one that it's unfortunate because like, it's not, that's not like a Kirsten thing. That's no, like, it's, it's literally a show thing of being so lean so and not lean. being able to understand like life. It is outside. like you were so obsessed, like nothing, and it it's weird. I don't know at what point that changes. I don't remember exactly, and I don't know because it it caught it's so it's so time consuming, time consuming and expensive that you're like I put in this time, I put in this money, like I am doing this shit, like I am gonna kill it, and like. It's just, like, I don't know at what point where you just stop becoming, like, a normal human being and feeling, like, normal emotions. And it It's probably happen. after a few Oreos, to be honest. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> I remember being there and then having pizza, like, as you walked off stage. But, like, bikinis, the starving girls go last. Yep. And, like, all the food's gone by the time the bikini girls get there. And I had, like, there was, like, one, like, slice of, like crusty cheese pizza and i was like this is the best pizza ever <laughs> yeah i, I remember like, having like fruit again for the first time being like this is so sweet oh my god yeah the things that like salt mm -hmm. um i remember like having like uh, going somewhere and having like i think i got a piece of like um a salted caramel uh chocolate thing mm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so salty. I can't eat it. It's so salty. And it had, like, three specks of salt on it or something like that. <laughs> Just, like, yeah. Mine, for mine, it was nothing. I've never had anything too sweet in my life ever just because that's the way my brain works. I'm like, sugar, yeah, let's go. Um, but salt. Like, I was like, it is too salty. I can't eat it. It's too salty. <laughs> oh, man, it's amazing what we've been through. But. It's even more amazing what we've accomplished outside of exactly, and it's so world. freeing. It is. It really is. Like being able to like, it's taken a long road to get here, but finding a healthy balance where 
you enjoy working out and you enjoy feeding your body what it needs. Um, but you can also enjoy going to family birthdays and not having anxiety about having birthday cake. Yeah. Which I think I'm going to go have birthday cake tomorrow. I'm pretty stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no anxiety here. I'm like, give me that birthday cake. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so two last questions to wrap this all up. First okay. one is, this is a fun one. What would you say the worst short girl problem is? Oh, the worst short girl problem. I feel like the worst short girl problem is jeans and getting to fit around my ass, but be short enough to where they're not dragging the ground. Have you seen my latest post? This was not planned, by the way, but um, there's this, yeah, so there's this uh, brand, which I just interviewed on the podcast in the last episode, um, episode 70, so they are called Callie and Dana, and they make jeans for curvy petites. Yeah, I need to check those out. Yeah, you do, because I love mine. They're super cute, and I don't have to roll them up at the bottom. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. I, I always need them to fit around my butt, but I always have to roll. And I'm too cheap to go get them. Hand. Oh, same. Like, I will not. <laughs> I'm like, they're not even worth that much. Like, no. But, yeah, these are great. They fit around my big ass. So I have a feeling that they would work just perfectly for you as well. Probably so. This good big booty Judy over here. <laughs> And the last question is because you have been in my app for what, like three weeks now? Girl, I've gone on month two. Oh, month two. Time is flying. It is. It's going real fast. Would you like to tell the listeners about your experience inside my Fun Size Fitness app? Yes, I love it. It's got great accountability, which is the main thing for me. Um, And the cycles change, which is great. The training phases. Yes. Excuse me. Training. No, phases. it's okay. It they're both the same word, but they I think are, most people don't I understand. <laughs> I know. I say things and I'm like, wait. So thanks for clarifying. It's okay. Um, but uh because I hate doing <laughs> the same thing I over hate. and over again. Oh, really? I hate doing the same thing over and over again. I wonder why. I know. And it, but it does hold me accountability on, like, the parts that I don't necessarily enjoy, but I need to incorporate. So, like, the uh, low-weight high reps. Like, I hate those uh, low workouts, but I know it's only going to be, like, for four weeks. Mm-hmm. And there's a point to them. There's a purpose. So, like, that was our first cycle, which we had talked about. And you were like, a lot of people just skip this cycle. <laughs> But it's such an important cycle because it works on your endurance and it helps you focus on form a lot because you're dropping that weight. Mm -hmm. And so like having somebody to like hold me accountable for doing those. Um, And then this cycle, sorry, phase, (laughs) is, you know, we start at high reps and then you start getting heavier and heavier, which I really like. Um, So you're going to find something whatever you're going to learn a lot along the way you're going to try different workouts and you're going to find what you like and where you need improvements um so yeah I've enjoyed 
and it's super easy to use like incredibly easy the videos are nice and clear um you know exactly what you're going to do on what days um you can move the days around if something happens mm-hmm. like if you get a headache from covid shot you can easily <laughs> move things around um, and still get your workouts in um there's a lot of fun little competitions uh contests not competitions contests in there yeah um, i try to do one a month and and yeah. to change it up too because like if i did the same contest i feel like the same people would keep winning over and over again right so um, speaking and it's cheap yeah it, it's a pretty damn good deal for a whole month of training i would charge 35 dollars for a half hour session one-on-one in the gym yeah. So for less than that price, you're getting a whole month worth of workouts, plus like the progress tracking features mm-hmm. and the ability to fucking talk to me whenever you need help or have a question or anything like that. Yeah. So. And it like if you use my fitness pal, it connects to I don't use my fitness pal. But if you use my fitness pal, it connects all your food if you're tracking your food. So everything's all in one app. Yeah. Cool. I love it. I'm glad you enjoy it. And I will say that you're really going to enjoy this next month based on what you just said about wanting to lift heavy. Um, Because April is going to be about that like fucking heavy ass go get it. And I will say that these workouts that you find in there are workouts that like I do the month before. So like I like do them for a month and try them out on myself before I give them to other people to follow. So right now I'm currently doing the heavy lifting that you will be doing next month. Yes. And I have to say I've been thoroughly enjoying it because I've been doing like the high reps and then I went to like the hypertrophy and now I'm in the strength and it feels really good to just switch it up like that. And now, yeah. like, I'm going to be excited to go back to the high reps. But right now, I feel really good lifting heavy, and I'm seeing my shit increase and in PRs, yeah. and it feels great. And it's so. also not super long workouts either. Oh, the, and these workouts are shorter because they're, like, heavier, which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the times a lot of girls, they don't like to lift heavy because they don't feel like they – worked up a sweat and their heartbeat's not beating like crazy out of control and they're like oh I didn't do enough so now I need to go do more cardio and so I'm gonna have to like highly stress that in the next phase that like this shouldn't take you that long like these should actually be really short and you shouldn't work out up that big of a sweat but you should be able to lift heavy and be like wow like I did a lot yeah you should be able to do like three to five pools and be like exactly (laughs) Like, and you should be able to, like, take that two-minute rest, at least, between sets. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I love it. I think it's great. It's cheap. You hold me accountable. You always hold me accountable. (laughs) I try, girl. I try. You do do, do pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience and of course. Talking to uh, my we, audience. We together. We talked a lot. Which I, we, we knew this would happen. Always. Always. Oh, that's good, though. I miss you. I, I miss you, too. I enjoy I need, it. I need to get a car and come road trip out to you. I know. And we could road trip to Vegas, too. Yes.
my, oh my, if it isn't the exact petite workout program you've all been waiting for. The Fun Size Fitness app is finally here. It's the monthly subscription of workouts designed for petites who truly want to tone up. So here's what you get inside the app. You get a brand new petite-focused training program every month designed to help you increase strength and muscle tone. There are over 100 HD exercise tutorial videos made by me, a petite, for you, also a petite, so that you know you're performing each and every movement correctly. But that's not all. This app also allows you to track all of your progress in one spot. So you can log the weight you use per exercise so that you know exactly where to pick up the next go around. You can upload progress photos and compare them. You can input body stats. You can even sync my fitness pal and your step tracker so that you can see all of your fit shit in one place. Like I kid you not, this is a freaking dream come true. So why bother tracking your progress? Well, because if you're anything like me, when you see how much you've accomplished over the last week, you'll stay motivated to do more and be better. But of course, there's always more. When you subscribe to the app, you'll also get access to the short support forum with other like-sized and like-minded women just like you. And you can even message me directly within the app. So if you have any questions as you go, you'll never feel lost or alone. This is not another PDF program where they throw it at you and say, good luck. This is ongoing, okay? And as a special bonus, you'll also receive exclusive discounts from the Fun Size brand and Fun Size affiliates such as Lacuna Fit Petite Leggings, Petite Avenue Fashion Box Subscription, Pancake Protein Pancakes, and so much more. Here's what you need to know. Having me write your workouts for you from scratch will cost you a few hundred dollars per month. But with the Fun Sized Fitness app, you're getting that exact same expertise and attention for a mad fraction of the price. The Fun Sized Fitness app is only $24.97 per month. That's a freaking steal. I don't know what personal trainer gives that away for that low of a price. So for more info, go to funsize.life slash app. You will need to register first before downloading the app from the app store. So to register, go to funsize.life slash register. And if you got questions in the meantime, hit me up on Instagram at funsize.nutrition. Can't wait to see you inside.